Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We're your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Work-Life Balance. Hello. Hi, Megan. How are you doing this week? I am good. How are you? How is uh, packing going? You're leaving for a big trip. Is that tomorrow or is that Thursday morning? That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. So how's packing going for that? Um, It is now fine. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning that it was touch and go for a while. Well, it's one of those things where you suddenly like forget everything that you've ever accumulated in terms of knowledge. Yes. Um, And I was just really overwhelmed for a minute. But I stepped away and then I went back a few hours later and I felt much better about it. Yeah, I have those times where, you know, because we we both travel quite a bit and sometimes I am great when I pack and I have absolutely no issues. And then sometimes it's like I've never been anywhere out of the house ever in my entire life. And how do I wear shoes? Exactly. And it's almost worse when you don't have the entire trip planned out because you're just like... But I might go somewhere fancy. Do I need right. a fancy outfit or do I need to bring just regular clothes? Because you know if you bring the fancy outfit, you will not go anywhere fancy. And if you only bring sweatpants, someone will be like, let's go get cocktails. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I've covered all my bases in a way that will make me feel comfortable. That's good. Without going too crazy. That's good. Well, I am I'm very proud of you. I was a little worried for your sanity there for a moment. I always had it under control. You're a pro. At this point, I should be. You you really should be. So, Megan, let's talk about work-life balance. Yes, let's. So, as some of you may know, Steffi and I actually work together professionally. The company that we work for is fully remote, which means we can go braless and wear yoga pants whenever we want. But it also means that stepping away from work can be very hard. Because you're not actually leaving the office. You are pretty much always at or near your office. So work-life balance is something that we have to be really good about. And we have to be really diligent about practicing even more than when we've worked in real offices, like outside of our homes before. So we thought that we would talk a little bit about this topic that hopefully we can share some things that might be helpful for those of you who, whether you are working from home or you just find that you struggle a little bit with work-life balance, just wanted to share some of our tips and tricks. Yeah, and I will note that for everyone, work-life balance is a little bit different. So you don't have to do exactly what we say. We just want to make sure that everyone is taking the time that they need to rest and recharge. For sure. I, you know, I think that this tails a little bit from our anxiety episode. So there's definitely going to be perhaps a little bit of overlap in some of our things that help us maintain good work-life balance and some of the things that help us keep our anxiety under control. But I think that those two things really can go hand in hand. Yeah. So aside from the fact that we work from home and, you know, stop working makes clear basically means like sometimes just walking across the room. 
Uh, why do you think that the idea of work-life balance has become so important lately? You know, I think that we have moved into a culture that is always on, you know, in our when we were even when we were growing up and the internet really wasn't a thing yet, our parents could leave work and they could leave the office and the office really didn't follow them home. But now we have the internet and now we have social media and now we have smartphones and all of those things can be really wonderful things, but they also mean that it's really hard to like make people go away and leave you alone because they have so many ways that they can get a hold of you. It's not just actually calling you on the phone. So I actually did a little bit of research Um, I looked up some articles about work-life balance and that um, there's a lot of research that's been done on work-life balance. There's a lot of research that's been done on burnout and the stress from overwork because we also, I think, in this culture of being always on, for some reason, we have also gotten into a culture where, like, do you find that people take sort of a weird pride in overwork, Megan? Oh, absolutely. Especially any social gathering that I'm at and people ask how each other are doing. There's like, well, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm so busy. And yes. everyone just really wants to let everyone know that they are busy. They don't want anyone to know that they might sit down and watch Netflix for six hours on a Friday night. They want to make sure everyone knows that they are productive members of society. That they are the most busy. Yes. And just having those conversations is frankly exhausting. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. So I thought it was interesting when I was doing some reading on this. I found a couple articles uh, from the Harvard Business Review and Forbes, and we'll make sure to share those links in the show notes. Um, There's the one from Harvard Business Review noted that There's a large body of research that suggests that regardless of our reasons for working long hours, overwork actually doesn't help us. It doesn't seem to result in more output. Um, There's a study by some consultants that was done where managers could not actually tell the difference between employees who really did work 80 hours a week and those who just pretended to. Uh, that they the managers were penalizing employees who were transparent about working less, but they actually didn't find any evidence that those employees actually accomplished less than the people who were actually overworking. That makes so much sense to me because I have been a freelancer before and I feel like working on an hourly rate, you sometimes feel like you are massively undercharging yourself if you're mm-hmm. able to get a lot of work done in that time frame. Yeah. Whereas somebody who is a salaried employee but doing the same amount of work, um, or not the same amount of work, but, you know, the same right. tasks, they're able to do less because they're distracted by, you know, their email or they just don't have the same kind of urgency. Right. Whereas with a person who's paid hourly, you're like, you feel like you have to get more done. Even right. though... In the end, you're being paid less. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was interesting, just that there's actually been studies that show that at some point, the amount that you're accomplishing, you start to get diminishing returns on that. Um, Additionally, of course, there's a lot of research on 
the impacts of the stress from overwork, uh, impaired sleep, depression, heavy drinking, diabetes, impaired memory, and heart disease are all uh, symptoms of the stress from overwork. And again, just another, um, just another study saying that there can be a decrease in work performance, that the psychological and physical health problems of burned out employees cost an estimated $125 billion to $190 billion a year in healthcare spending in the United States. So employers who are encouraging this, um, this culture of burnout are actually costing themselves money because they're driving their employees into an early grave, essentially. Yeah, I think that is crazy because the more people are overworking, then the, the more their health suffers and you have to take time off to go to the doctor or just to recuperate. Yeah. And then even the quality of your job goes down the more that you get burned out. It's kind of funny, though, actually, because one of my really good friends has a, a very... Um, of high powered is the term for it these days, but she has a pretty important job and she works many, many hours a week. And her boss is basically begging her to take vacations. Oh, wow. So it's not even sometimes the company, it's the mm-hmm. actual person who just really wants to be able to get that work done. And there are def- what Enneagram number is she? Oh, uh, I don't know. She might be a one. I that's I was gonna say that sounds as a one. That sounds a little bit like a one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I definitely I always had this when I was growing up with schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I was always a straight A student, top of my class, and it really even wasn't my like my parents pushing me towards that. My parents just always encouraged me to try my best and to do my best. And as long as they felt like I had tried my best, that they would be totally happy with me and the job that I did. I just happened to realize that my best was really good. And my own personality just made me go overboard and push myself so much harder than I really needed to or than anyone else was making me do that. So that's definitely been something that I've had to be really cognizant of as I've transitioned into work life, like out of school life and into grown up work life. Do you feel like you've been able to do that? I think I'm a lot better about it now. I and I, I think part of it is I don't know exactly why. I think part of it is that in school I was always chasing that A and at work I am definitely always wanting to do my best and give my clients my best work and you know kind of get that proverbial A but because there's not like a grade that's given all the time Mm -hmm. in some ways I'm able to just like kind of let myself relax and there's no homework and all of those sorts of things and so there's definitely more of an ability for me to step away than I was able to do in school Um, but it's been a big learning curve for me huge learning curve yeah I can see that Uh, so Steffi We both love our husbands. Yes. And um, 
Unfortunately, because we both work at home and our husbands have jobs that have them at home a lot of the time mm-hmm. during our work day, we really have to have systems in place to ensure that we are productive. Yes. So give us some of your best tips. So my biggest thing is I have an office. I have an office that is dedicated to work hours. I really don't use my home office outside of work hours or outside of regular work. I also act like I'm going to the office. I I actually was listening to another podcast recently and I heard someone talk about that they know someone who works from home and will actually go like walk around the block and then come back in his house as if he's going to the office. I don't go that far. Oh, that's interesting. It is really interesting. It's a very, I mean, it's a very interesting like kind of mind exercise, right? Mm. I don't go that far, but I actually make myself get up, shower, get dressed, even if it's, I I almost always put on real pants. I only, I try to only allow myself like one sweatpants week a day. I try to always put on a bra, even if I'm just throwing my hair up on top of my head, I at least try to do something um, where if I have to run errands, like I could go run some errands, but I try to at least get dressed in some way that would be appropriate for walking out of the house, even if I'm not planning to leave the house that day. Mm -hmm. And then I go and I sit down at my computer. And then at the end of the day, I am turning off the lights in my office and that I and I'm done in there. And that is my like, I am going to work, I am leaving work routine. Yeah, that's pretty similar to what I do. I also am lucky enough to have an office. Um, my office has doors, which is the best. Really part. glorious. <laughs> it's really glorious, <laughs> actually. Um, if I need to close the door because my husband's on a work call, which is a lot, uh, it's really great. Um, it doesn't necessarily keep the cat from meowing outside the door. No, nothing but, can stop that. No, but it helps make things a little bit more quieter and more uh, focused for myself. I also get dressed. Um, I guess I would say in mostly in like workout pants, which mm-hmm. I do leave the house in. I am that person who will go to Target in yoga pants. Uh, oh, and leggings. I don't care. Absolutely, <laughs> I've gotten over that. Um, I don't ever work in my pajamas. That's weird to me. Yes, I even if even if I'm wearing like sweatpants or leggings, they're different sweatpants or leggings than what I wore to bed the night before. Yes, yes. <laughs> I you know, I can't sleep in them and then go to work. I would just not feel yes. productive at all. I'd be distracted by the fact I'm wearing dirty pajamas. Yes, <laughs> same, same. And I, I even. Sometimes I'll work out right before I start work, and so I haven't showered yet, but at least I am wearing different clothes than I wore to bed the night before. But even then, it does sort of throw off my schedule because I really do like to be showered and like have all of that done before I start work because it it just sort of gets me ready for the day. Yeah, I think keeping to a specific office hours when you're at home is really, really important. Um... I try to be ready to work at nine o'clock and then I try to definitely be done with work at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids get home different times now because one's in elementary and one's in middle school, but we try to have dinner around the same time every day. 
and usually I'm the one cooking dinner. And so that means five o'clock I have to start cooking dinner. Yeah. Um, so it's so frustrating to me when uh, I'll be like, it'll be 530 and then my watch will start pinging. My phone will start pinging. I'm like, you guys, it's it's like it's my family time right now. Yeah. I can yeah. message you maybe later, but like it's got to wait. Absolutely. And I would I would add to that that I think there is also a culture of if you don't have a family with kids, that work-life balance isn't as important. And I would just like to challenge that for anyone that feels like that, either someone, either like you genuinely believe that or you've ever had an employee, an employer or a coworker make you feel that way. If you, it can be just you, it could be in you and your cat, it could be you and your spouse, whatever your family unit is, is still really important. So even if you don't have kids that you're looking to spend time with, you know, when they get home from school, you still need to make your family a priority. And that is totally valid. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not necessarily about whoever you're spending that time with, but you need to make yourself a priority. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing to me. Um, I know a lot of people, because I do have kids, and they kind of, if they don't know me very well, they, like, define me as their mom. And I'm like, uh, actually, I'm my own person. And um, <laughs> Really? Are you sure? <laughs> well, like, I'll go, you know, I, I travel a lot for work, but I also like to travel uh, but myself, like personally, on vacations, and I like to not bring my children with me, or I like to go out to lunch or dinner with my friends and not have my children with me. And a lot of people have been really confused by that, but I just have to remind them that I am still me, I'm still my own person, and if I need time away from them, which I frequently do, then yes. I'm going to take that because the time away from them helps me actually be a better person overall, whether it's for my kids, for yep. my husband, or for all the other people that have to be around me. And these are reasons why you are one of my mom idols. So oh, <laughs> that is a terrifying thought. Well, I think it's a really healthy perspective that you have about it because I do think that when you make time for yourself, it makes you a better mom and a better partner and a better friend and all of those things. You can just be better in every relationship that you have. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do also want to add that as we're talking about this, I feel like work-life balance is not necessarily a thing that's ever discussed for men. Yes. And I don't know if that is just our perspective because we are women or if that is more true than we would like to admit. You know, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier because so my husband works in a restaurant. And so for him, work life balance is a lot different because when he leaves the restaurant, he's leaving work. He doesn't have an office job where he has people emailing him and, you know, messaging him at all hours of the day. When he leaves, he's really leaving work behind. But at the same time, he definitely has a personality that is very like, no, I'm done with work and that's that. And he pushes me so that, you know, if I, if he feels like I am answering emails at an inappropriate time of night or during the weekends or on my day off, he will say, 
that can wait. And, you know, he will push me on that. And I don't know if that is just something tied to his particular personality or if it is something tied to being a man and that men are inherently tend to be a little better about that. And as women, we're taught to be more people pleasy. I don't really I would know. Say, I would say it's more of his personality. Um, as we talked about in episode one, you said that he was an eight and I'm yep. very close to an eight. So I would say it's his personality because my husband is the one who will be working on the weekend, working late at night, just because like he wants to. Yeah. Um, and he also, he's the one where I have to like at the dinner table be like, um, there's no phones at the dinner table. <laughs> you need to put that away. I so, love that. I love hearing that perspective because just because Alex's and my jobs are so different, I haven't ever had a really good gauge on exactly like what it makes a difference there. Yeah, it's, and probably every person is different, but I feel like most of the time it's that the guys don't have to be like cognizant of the fact that they need a work-life balance. Yeah. They just do whatever. They yes. just do it. And it doesn't, it's not like a thing for them. They just live their lives and just let people. Man, it must be so easy to be a man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not to go off on that tangent. No, we should probably avoid that one. We'll put a a pin in that later. Yeah. So what are some other, you know, I find that actually making my work time more productive does help me have a better work-life balance. And I know that we both have a few different tricks that we like to use for that. So Megan, what are some tricks that you like for actually making yourself more productive when you are working? Well, we both really love Asana for creating tasks. Um, It just helps you have a to-do list in front of you so you don't necessarily have to go through the mental list of everything that's happening. You can just go down the line, get all your tasks done. And it it is so much. And it is they do have paid versions, but it there is a very excellent free version. So we'll make sure to link to that. And you can use it yourself or you can use it within a team of people. So it's definitely something that's worth checking out. Yeah, and you can even if you have um you know, if you're doing a project that involves some random person that doesn't happen to like work for your company, you can invite them to the project. It's it's really awesome. I love it so much. I recommend Same. it to absolutely everybody who has any sort of job that requires tasks. My, my favorite thing about Asana, Megan, you already know this. My favorite thing about Asana is that there's a setting so that when you mark off a bunch of tasks, when you get a bunch of things done, like unicorns and narwhals yes. will float across the screen in celebration. And that makes me really happy. I'm not going to lie to you. It makes me really happy, too. <laughs> like, I am a grown-ass woman, but I'm sorry. I need my celebration, Narwhal. Thank you. I need my gold, my virtual gold star. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, another thing that I really like is also an app. It's called Focus. Uh, you can set it. It's a like a desktop app. And you can set it to block uh, social media sites like Facebook or YouTube, Basically, you could set whatever website you want to have in there to be blocked for for an hour, for four hours, for the whole day, whatever block of time that you need to be focusing on your work. 
And if you try to go to those sites while focus is turned on, it'll pop up like a little, nope, get back to work yeah. kind of thing. It, the site literally does not load. It's great. That's Granted, awesome. you can also turn off focus before your time is up. But right, which may be necessary if you like if you work a job where you need to use social media, for example, as I know, like my job, I often have to be on social media for work. So it is kind of hard to block some of that out. But there are definitely times where I'm like, I am going to work on this project for the next hour. Right. And that's a case where like if you do have social media as your job, that's where you would block out units of time throughout the day. And so you'd be like, I'm only going to work on Facebook from nine to 10. And then I will work on Facebook again from three to four. Something like that to keep you really focused. And so you don't have to be like, oh, I'm just going to go look on Facebook and see if I got any new notifications. And then I'll respond to the notifications. And then it'll be five hours later. And I've looked at a bunch of cat (laughs) videos and taken a bunch of BuzzFeed quizzes and done nothing. Uh, At this point, I think I have negative productivity. Great. Not that either one of us has ever done that. No, never. No, No, never. I definitely would never do that. I also definitely would never need to use do not disturb mode on my various apps and devices. So... I will turn on, we use Slack as our inner office messaging system. So, so there are definitely times where I turn on do not disturb mode or mute notifications on Slack just because I really need to focus in on what I'm doing. I have a really hard time letting notifications pass me by without looking at them. So if I see that I have a new email, if I see that I have a new Slack message, if I see that I have a text message, I like compulsively have to check it. And so sometimes I just have to turn on do not disturb on my phone on my slack, I have to close out my email tab, just so that I can focus on something for a specific period of time, and not be distracted by those notifications. Yeah, I do the same thing. I don't necessarily close out my email tabs, but I love the do not disturb setting in Slack. I also make frequent use of the setting where you can just have um, notifications when your name is said. Mm-hmm. I find that helps a lot. Yep. Um, oh, I totally forgot what else I was going to say. You should have been using something to focused. help you focus. <laughs> actually found an interesting looking app when I was researching for this and I will full disclosure I have not actually used it yet but I think that when you understand how you are currently using your time that can also help you better understand how to better use your time and so I came across this app called rescue time and it does seem like it has some uh of free individual plan and then a pretty low priced um, like starter plan like six bucks a month to help you understand 
where your time is going and then be able to help you better focus. So if you're sort of one of those people who doesn't really even know where your time is going half the time, that could be something to check out or find a similar um, a similar product or tool just to help you kind of track and understand what you're even doing so that you can figure out a better roadmap towards better productivity. Yeah, and uh, similar to that, if you use your phone a lot for work or just in general, which you know most of us do, um, the iPhone at least has a lot of really cool uh, data, not just you know privacy data that they're sending along <laughs> to the overlords, but they have um, a screen time thing in the settings where it shows how much you've been using your phone during the day, and it kind of breaks it down between social networking. Um, productivity, which I'm not sure what they classify as productivity, uh, and reading and reference, and then other. And then you can also, from that screen, schedule downtime. You can schedule app limits. You can schedule um, like apps that are allowed all the time. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff that you can do there. And it's I think it's mainly meant for families that share phone plans. But you can set it up just for yourself. You should totally do that. I already set my phone to do not disturb every single day from mm -hmm. uh, 10 to 7. Um, which I, have mine, like, I have mine set from 10 to 8. Yeah, it sounds like not that much time. But it's actually, I've gotten lots and lots of messages that come over between that time. Yes. So it is very, very helpful. Sometimes if I'm texting with certain people... AKA you, uh, <laughs> I will answer the text because I'll be awake and I'll want to talk to you about something. Yes. But sometimes I'll get work things that come through after 10 o'clock and I'm like, absolutely not. Yes. Because again, I found, I was finding that if I was like right on the cusp of falling asleep and I hurt, even though I keep my phone on like on vibrate all the time, if I could hear a text message come through as I was falling asleep, even if I like logically knew there was no way it was important, I could totally wait to read it till later. Again, I have that like compulsive need to check messages, need to check notifications, and I would have to check it and then I'd have to respond and then it's derailing me falling asleep. So even just not knowing that they're coming through helps me fall asleep easier. It's so much better. And it's also, so much better. it's funny that you have yours on vibrate because I think vibrate actually makes more noise than just the ping. For some reason, the vibrate <laughs> bothers me more. I, the, on the text, I think it does. But then when the phone actually rings, I find that the, 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 uh, oh, God damn it, Megan. What is it called when your phone rings? The ring tone? ringtone? Bless my soul. Oh, you poor millennial. <laughs> Life is hard. Anyway, I find that that's louder, but um, that's just my personal preference. Speaking of our phones, something that I do for my phone, because again, can't handle seeing notifications, I do have a, I have my email app for work that is separate from my regular like Gmail app that I use for my personal email and I do have an iPhone and I have a third like screen 
that I have pretty much only my work email app on. So I have to go look for my work email on my phone. It's not in front of me. I do not see it all the time. I cannot see like notifications pop. I have notifications turned off anyway, but even still, like sometimes just seeing the app, you're like, oh, I should probably go in and check it. Like my brain would still make me want to check it. So I just hide it from myself. It's there when I need it. I can go find it if I'm traveling and I'm emailing from my phone. I can easily pop over and get to it, but I have to think about it. And for me personally, that helps a lot. That's kind of next level, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my brain, Megan. It's a special place. (laughs) I have um, my regular email and my work email tied together in the app, but it is on my first screen while I tend to only look at my second screen because my second screen is where all my social media is. Sure. So I still avoid it most of the time. And I also have email notifications turned off. Um, that would just drive me crazy all day long yeah. if I was getting notifications on my phone. Yeah. Uh, are you one of those people who has like zero unread messages on your yes. email? Or are you like yes. the 4,692 nope, person? That would drive me insane. I Even if they're spam... Oh, delete. As I get them, I delete them. Yes. The way that I actually, because I will leave something unread if I know that it's something I need to handle later. So if I read something and then it's going to take action for me or I don't want to read it or I don't want to deal with it right away, then I leave it unread because I will see that notification and it will drive me insane. And then I have to do something. I'm exactly the same way. Right now I have too many for myself and it's kind of annoying Um, i just now deleted three spam emails out of my regular email just because i saw the number and i was like nope none of those are important goodbye oh i have 54 emails right now nope Mm -mm. and i know that like some of them are just i just need to go through and delete them and i just haven't (laughs) done it yet um it's so it's like that's the worst number that i have had for a day that's a work day yeah it'll get up high on the weekend yeah, uh, but during a workday, I'm usually much, much lower. So this is kind of annoying. But I do know a lot of people who kind of, I don't know if they thought they were being clever or productive, but they would have those huge unread email boxes and they would just delete <sighs> everything. They'd be like, I'm just starting over. I'm oh going to delete all of it. Ugh, like that. I mean, at some point, I suppose, yes, you just have to burn it to the ground and just call it a day. But that, like, I can't even, you know, sometimes when people will take screenshots and of their phone to show, I don't know, something in stories, and you can see that they have all of these unread texts or all of these unread emails, that drives, like, I see that and it causes me to, like, twitch. mm -mm. How are you living your life? I don't understand. You must be missing so many things. I mean, I know we're talking about work-life balance here, but like you got to have some boundaries in terms of what you're going to be answering. Like if you're getting that much stuff, you, you got to set up some unsubscriptions. For real. I mean, I definitely get, I definitely should be unsubscribing from more things, but 
I also, there are occasions where I don't unsubscribe from things because I know it's a someplace I actually shop at and occasionally they have coupons that I do want to use or whatever. But even still, I just, as they come through, you know, with three at a time, five at a time, just delete, 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 super quick. Takes me 15 seconds. Yes. So y'all, I have a real problem with that. If you're one of those people... If you're in my life, I probably still love you, but I definitely am concerned about your sanity. I do go through and unsubscribe a lot. Um, and so I I guess that's a productivity tip. Not that unsubscribing is really... Uh, it, the task itself, that is, is really great. Sure. But, um, you know, being able to unsubscribe from all that, that means that you will no longer have it in your future. It's true. You're saving yourself from yourself. It's true. I go through an unsubscribe spree every December and January. Oh, I do (laughs) at least once a week I unsubscribe from something. And I I don't even get that many emails. I'm not that good. I am not that good about it. I get really twitchy about it towards the end of the year. And I go through a spree of unsubscribing from all sorts of things. Oh, God. The end of the year is the worst. Clockwork at the end of the year. Yeah, well, because you get so much crap. And I'm like, no. I think last year, last Christmas season, Old Navy was sending like... Oh my god! So many emails. seven emails a day or something insane, and I was it's like, too much. I "No, you will always be on sale tomorrow. I do not need to hear from you ever <laughs> you again." You were that expensive to begin with. I think I'm fine. Yeah, it's it'll okay. be okay. <laughs> so unsubscribe from things. Do not use Unroll Me. I was yeah. using that for a while, yes. and it kind of actually sucks. It just gets everything gets kind of trapped in yes! a weird like loop and it never actually unsubscribes you miss the emails that you actually want to read don't do it yeah do yourself I was, a favor and handle your own email situation i had the same issue i found that i i think i was ended up getting more crap yes by use it sounded so good i was sucked in i am positive that they <sighs> sell those emails Yes. I'm sorry. We're never going to get sponsored by Unroll Me, but I'm positive. (laughs) That's okay. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a nightmare. It definitely ended up in more emails. So, yes, just take the few seconds to scroll down to the bottom, click unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. It'll be be okay if you just take a couple. Because, again, like you said, you unsubscribe from something like every week. You don't have to do them all at the same time. You can, like, make a goal to unsubscribe from one useless thing every week, and you'll still be, that would be 52 useless things by the end of the year. That's a lot of useless things no longer in your life. Exactly. And you suddenly have more brain space for real life and the things that you actually want to do, and thus, work-life balance. And also probably more money because you know that you're just trying to get you to buy more stuff that you don't need. They are absolutely trying to get you to buy shit that you you definitely do not need. (laughs) (laughs) That is a big, that, that's for me, that is for me the biggest thing is I'm like, well, what if they're going to send me a coupon for something? Or what if there's a sale? And then I have to remind myself like, you're probably, that will probably make you buy things that you don't need. So what would you say to somebody who feels overwhelmed, who feels overworked, knows that they need work-life balance, but just doesn't know what to do 
first? I think that you have to just start somewhere. And I think that having a really set time when you begin work and when you end work with the knowledge that there may occasionally be times when you have to break that. There may be special occasions where you are traveling or there's a big event or something like that. But that 90% of the time, you are going to start work at a certain time. You are going to, when you are done with work for the day, you're closing your computer and you're not checking your work email again. You're not checking your, you know, whether it's Slack, whatever it is, you're done. And, you know, try to step away from email, work emails on the weekends. Just try to set some limits there and go from there. And most places that you work for will be completely understanding of this. And honestly, if they're not understanding that you need to have boundaries, then you probably don't really want to work for them. Right. You should really should probably rethink some things if you are working for an employer that is pushing you again. Maybe you should just send them some of these articles we're going to link to about how they're actually costing themselves more money. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of it, too, like we were saying earlier, a lot of it is your own your own drive, your own desires, everything that's pushing you to be on all the time. And you have to recognize that, you know, you you should come first, even though you might report to other people, you have projects that are waiting for deadlines, any of that. If you aren't taking care of yourself, you can't really take care of any of the other things you need to do. Absolutely. And if you get PTO, um, use it. I am, yeah. I'm so bad. I'm talking to to you, Megan. I know. You're the worst. So, okay. So, here we go. I am going to be better about unsubscribing from stupid emails that I do not need. I'm going to get rid of that useless shit in my inbox, and you are going to take some more PTO. Yes. I will do it. Deal. Be better about taking that time for yourself. You need the time to recharge. Both you, Megan, and you, our listeners. Exactly. Everyone does. We make excuses. I'm literally making excuses in my head right now for why I can't take PTO. And they are excuses. They might slightly be true, but they are also not true at the same time. Yes, there's a fine line between a reason and an excuse. And Mm -hmm. you just gotta sometimes admit that the things that you think are reasons are actually just excuses. So, yeah. And it doesn't have to be a whole day of PTO either. You could take a half day and go get a massage or get a manicure or just take a really long nap. Like, that sounds nice. It does sound nice, right? That sounds good. I could take a really long t- nap on like a tropical beach. Oh, that sounds excellent. I think we should figure out how to make that happen. Obviously, we will have an I'd Rather Stay In podcast episode from the beach at some point in the future. Uh, Of course, there will probably be tropical drinks included, which could make this whole thing even more interesting than it already is. I mean, it's not a good vacation if you don't have a cabana boy. <laughs> Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Megan. On that note, 
let's talk about bringing joy. Let's do it. So what has been bringing you joy lately? Okay, well, now I'm just thinking about Cabana Boys. But (laughs) also, I read this cool article the other day about these science students that invented a new form of plastic-eating bacteria. What? So... A few years ago, there was this plastic-eating bacteria discovered, I guess, and the students decided to create their own version of plastic-eating bacteria to help combat all the plastic waste there is in the world, and uh, they started make, created this startup a few years ago, and now they are getting their product apparently like on the ground. That is so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. They are file. They filed patents. They are um, getting financing right now. So hopefully that means that um, whether it's from them or from other competitors, because as Silicon Valley works, there will be competitors soon. Yes. Um, yes. That will be addressing some of the plastic problem in the ocean. That's amazing. Yeah, science that. is awesome. <laughs> science is really cool. <laughs> What's bringing you joy? Well, uh, mine is uh, quite a bit fluffier because you just mentioned Cabana Boys. And that reminded me that I have been rewatching Jane the Virgin, which is possibly my favorite TV show ever. Um, And it just it brings me joy and justin baldoni as rafael solano really brings me joy joy. (laughs) it brings me a lot of joy so if you have not watched jane the virgin you really should because also gina rodriguez is a goddess in that show she is amazing and i love everything that she touches so everyone's great in that show they really, really are. So well, it's, it's good. I, okay, well, I'm not going to bring anyone down. I was going to say something about someone I don't like in the show. Well, But that's unfair to all the people do. who do like them, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. But most of the people are really excellent in that show, and it's an excellent show. And the end. <laughs> yeah. And all the seasons are on Netflix. They so are. That is... It brings me Fully lots binge. and lots of joy. Yeah. One of the other reasons we really like Jane the Virgin is that Jane is obviously a type one. She really is. And to segue into this, next week we'll be branching off from what we learned in this episode and talking about day planners, why we use them, how we pick them, and why you should try them too. Yes! So meet us back here next week as we help each other plan for success. In the meantime, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We really love to hear from our listeners. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.